Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode 184. I had to check my notes real quick, make sure I was on the right number. 184. That is correct. It is the week after opening rifle deer season down here in Texas. Everybody else uh, has been sending us message, messages, Jason, saying, y'all are just now starting. <laughs> We've been started for a long time. But yeah, down here in Texas, we have started. And I, uh, I'm i not going to spend a lot of time, but I got to watch a lot of deer. Uh, it was just a seven-hour watching session that I had my deer blind. But we may have some more deer talking uh, talk later on. But before we get to it, we've got a great show. We've got another scope review. And between now and the end of the year, Jason, it is going to be jam-packed talking about nothing but scopes, new scopes, uh, old scopes, favorite scopes, best scopes. But before all that, bringing in the owner of Outdoor Legacy, Mr. Jason Robertson. How you doing, bud? Man, I am doing great and uh, glad to be here another week. Uh, we do. This is a, a, an exciting show. We always love doing scope reviews, but Hans is right. I'm going to tell you all something. Um, there's a lot of times we don't know what exactly next show we're going to do next week because exactly. we've got a we've got a list of things we need uh-huh. to review. We've got topics we need to do, right. uh, interviews planned, and uh, then you know we, we've got to decide. But we actually have already had a discussion, and this is the craziest thing. But we basically know what all the shows are going to be through the rest Indeed. of twenty twenty one because. Uh, get ready, folks. If you are not already a subscriber to the Late Night Vision Show, if this is maybe the first podcast that you've rolled up on, you need to subscribe because what we're going to be doing in the month of December, uh, we actually may be starting before then. I don't, I don't remember uh, what our, our plan is here, but mm-hmm. we're going to do what we call the Best Of series. And we go through and we take... Uh, all the, the thermal optics and digital night vision scopes. And, and this year we're going to throw in some handhelds uh, and we're going to talk about what we believe are the best of. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard. The, the longer that this industry grows and there's more and more optics, the more we dislike doing oh. this show because it gets harder <laughs> and harder to, to choose our, our favorites and, and what we like. And, and so anyway, if you've never seen those shows, stick around it's, because there's going to be a bunch of them coming the rest of the year. Absolutely. You definitely want to tune in for that because there are so many optics out now these days and, and more being added, it seems like, every month. This is, for y'all out there that are in the market for something night vision thermal related, these, show, these shows, the best of, it is the Cliff's Notes version of everything that's come out for the year, basically. And yeah. it's it's our favorites, our best uh, choices. So check that out. Before we roll into this, to the uh, review, we are reviewing today the AGM Rattler TS50-640. Uh, but if you have any need or desire for another night vision scope, or if you're new to it, you don't have one, you want to look into it, get into the night vision or thermal for the first time. Uh, you can talk to me. You can talk to Jason over at OutdoorLegacyGear.com is the website. You can call us at 877-350-1818. Absolutely slammed today. Thank you all for the business. Uh, but today it was crazy on the phone. And Jason, everyone that calls says, we watch the show. We love the show. I mean, so many of y'all are are watching and turn around and calling and blessing us with your business. And we really thank you and, and appreciate it. But Got that out of the way. We're reviewing the the AGM Rattler, uh, Rattler TS50 640. We already talked about, Jason, as you know, we already talked about 
the uh, the Rattler TS thirty five six forty. So that's the I call it the little brother, uh, but uh, it's the sub four thousand dollar six forty thermal scope that came out by AGM. Um, both of these came out pretty much the same time, not that long ago. Had a chance to review it and test it. I'm testing it. I've been testing it now for a long time. I'm about to put out my full review of it. Uh, but now we've got the big brother, the TS50. I'm going to show it. If you're on listening in your car and you want to see what this video or what this scope looks like, check out the video on YouTube at the Late Night Vision Show on on uh, on the YouTube channel. Okay, so something we should have done in about the first 60 seconds of the show we didn't do. Uh, we keep mm-hmm. forgetting. Uh, it's a, a new feature that we've got for the yeah. people that don't like to hear and look at Hans and I. They want to do it as little as possible. Uh, <laughs> Hans is I going see all through. of our audience just <laughs> tuning out, you know, just tuning off right now. Exactly. Hans is going through here, and he's actually, uh, if you go to the description, he's marking uh, the different topics of where we talk about mm-hmm. things, whether it's the specs, whether it's the, you know, ID ranges or the, his walk around showing the scope or, you know, general thoughts, mm-hmm. what have you. He, he's marking those things out. And so uh, with that said, uh, if, uh, you know, you don't, want to watch and, and see all the review and you just want to hit a couple things, uh, you can go right down there to those links. And I, we always yep. forget to mention that early in the show because it's a new feature that Hans is yeah. doing. But and it's a lot of work. So go do, it, go check it out. Yeah. D- actually, watch it's the a full lot of work, video. still watch, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> watch the full video and then go back and then rewatch the segments that you want to watch. Exactly. about that? All right. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go over the specs of this thing. Uh, briefly, it's uh, I've condensed these down to what I think really matters. Uh, the scope, as Hans mentioned, is the AGM Rattler TS5640. Uh, it's a mouthful, but all those things matter because uh, AGM's got more and more scopes coming out, and you want to be sure that you're talking about the right model. So it's the TS5380. I'm sorry, 34. See, I said it wrong. TS5640. Price is $4,495, and that is uh, a fantastic price for a 640 scope. Uh, Again, this is going to be the third 640 high-resolution thermal optic we've reviewed this fall that's under $5,000, and these are the first three that we've ever reviewed under $5,000. So we are, folks, seeing a price drop. Uh, a lot of guys are always like, when are the prices going to come down? Well, you're seeing it. You're living through it right <laughs> now. This the, the the scope that Han said is the Little Brothers, the TS35640. It is $39.99. That is by far the least expensive 640 high-resolution scope we've ever reviewed. So prices are getting better, and I'm going to go over these specs. Uh, this scope is, and I said it's 640. That's true. But this is a little different. Almost every scope, uh, as far mm-hmm. as I know, every scope that we review is a 640 by 480 high resolution. All the 640s are, are 640 by 480. The sensor in this scope is a 640 by 512. So it's just got a few more pixels on mm-hmm. the vertical side. A uh, little, little different. Um, I had a guy ask me, does that make a big difference? And I'm like, honestly, I would have never known if they hadn't told me. So <laughs> it, it really doesn't. But but there are a few more pixels overall. So it is something to Sounds be aware good. of. So, yeah, it's it's not a bad thing. More is always no. better. No. So a 640 by 512 thermal scope. It is a 12 micron sensor. Uh, it is a uh, 35 millikelvin 
rating. And I know there's some guys going uh, microns, millikelvins. Just know this. All those are really good. <laughs> 12 microns is yeah. great. And uh, 35 millikelvins is great as well. So those are those are good features to have. It is a 2.5 power base magnification. Um, some people get confused and they say, I don't know what you mean by base magnification. It just means as low as it goes. That's where it starts at. So if you're from the daytime scope world, you've got a 3 to 9. means it starts mm-hmm. at 3 power. Won't go below that. The scope starts mm-hmm. at 2.5 power. It does have a 50 millimeter focusable objective lens. Uh, it's a 50 hertz refresh rate on the sensor, and it is a high resolution display. Mm-hmm. It has digital right. zoom, 2x, 4x, and 8x. It has internal video recording, no audio. It has multiple reticle, reticle options uh, as well as multiple reticle colors. You can also put it on multiple rifles, so you can zero it, uh, you know, on on different rifles. Uh, it includes an American Defense mount. I just uh, noticed here in the monitor that I'm wearing my American Defense shirt, so that is uh, uh, a good advertising for ADM. Yeah. Great company. We love their mounts, and they come pre-installed, quick detach, return to zero on mm. the bottom of all the Rattlers. So we really like that ADM mount. Um, it does have a uh, an app that you can use, so you can stream to this app. So if you've got somebody sitting in the blind with you nearby and they want to you know, look at that, they can sit there and watch it um, on their smartphone or tablet. It is fully waterproof, submersible. Uh, it has about a four-and-a-half-hour battery runtime on a continuous runtime, uh, maybe a little bit less than that in the field, maybe closer to, you know, four, four-and-a-quarter. And you get in cold weather, and that's always the curveball. Uh, you know, cold weather is going to bring that battery life down. It runs off of two CR123A batteries, but you can also plug in any normal mm-hmm. standard USB battery pack. Now, this is a mm-hmm. non-proprietary battery. You can, you know, pick them up anywhere, Walmart, wherever. You know, we sell them. They're, depending on how good a one you get, anywhere from 20 bucks to 40, 50 bucks. And uh, depending on how many milliamp hours, it'll run the scope all night long. Uh, that's what you're going to want if you're probably in really cold weather. Um, yep. And then it has a three-year warranty provided by a GM. So that is the specs. If I left anything nice. off, Hans, kick me and let me know. I said the price, $44.95, well, $5 short of $45. I wouldn't pay attention. Yeah, I wouldn't pay attention because I was sitting here showing the scope and just, you know, going around like I normally do. Vanna and White. when I got when I got done, you hadn't even started the specs yet. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, goodness gracious. So I'm going to show, show it again. You, uh, I'm going to show it again here. All right. So if you remember, let's talk about real quick the differences between the TS35640 and the TS50. So here's the TS50 real quick. The big difference, the most noticeable difference is the objective lens size on the, real easy to remember, the TS35 is going to be 35 millimeter. The TS50 is a 50 millimeter objective lens. Very easy to remember. The other main differences, really there's two main differences. The TS35 is a two power, two to 16 power. Uh, the TS50 is a two and a half power to 20 power. So uh, start out at, out at a uh, at a higher base magnification, but really has uh, quite a bit more high end magnification up to 20x. And re- then really just the field of view. Uh, the field of view on the TS35 is going to be 66 feet at 100 yards, and on the field of view 
on the TS-50 is going to be 46 feet at 100 yards. So TS-35 is 66, TS-50 is 46, difference of about 20 feet. So here you go. This is what it looks like if you're checking it out. For the first time, looks just like the 35, except the bigger objective lens. You got the eyepiece diopter focus. You've got your objective uh, lens focus right here, so it has two different focuses. Button layout on top, ambidextrous design. You can work it with the right hand, left hand, uh, whichever you feel most comfortable doing. You got your power buttons way far apart from the other buttons, but you know your menu buttons and all your other uh, functions right here. Um, you know, fairly easy layout to use in the night. Uh, really no problem at all. I really like the, the button layout of this one, uh, you know, compared to some of the others out on the market. Get your battery door. This is where your two CR123 batteries go. And then, of course, your USB-C port. But probably, most importantly, the ADM mount. So you got your American Defense Manufacturing one-throw lever locking quick-release mount. People out there saying... Hans, Jason, is one lever good enough? One lever is going to do you just fine. Because uh, there are scopes out there that have two. This one lever will hold it tight enough that you can't, you won't be able to just pull it off. I promise you could tie a rope around this scope and, and attach to a rifle and throw it over a bridge and it ain't going to pop off. We do off. not advise yeah. this. <laughs> Jason does. Jason might advise it, but uh, we got to see your videos and tag us yeah, on, we, on Instagram. We do not advise this. Yeah. <laughs> My legal but, uh, counsel says we do exactly. not. <laughs> that is not a scientific experiment, you know, advised by AGM. But here you go. See, I mean, even this is, you know, the the big brother. This is the, I guess, the the biggest of all the Rattler scopes. You still see it's still small in size, fits around your your, your palm, your, your hand can almost fit all the way around it. You still could use this thing as a monocular or a backup buddy scope. A lot of people are doing that. I can't tell you how many people we talk to every day. They're like, "Hey, man, is do people ever buy these things? You know, just to use as monoculars and have a backup scope? They they kind of they they make their voice a little quiet. They they're afraid that I'm going to laugh at them and say, "No, that's a terrible dumb idea." Because when you can tell they're nervous about asking, but I'm gonna tell you, people do that all the time, all day long, and it I, it's hard to argue against that. I think it's in a lot of cases it's a smart decision. But you know, being able to have a scope that you can use on, as a monocular and as a backup scope, you know, opens up a lot of different um, uses and and uh, purposes. And I think it's you know in a lot of cases it's a good idea. Uh, but that's a walk around again, very similar to the TS 35, except a larger objective lens. And, uh, I think, uh, what really everybody wants to know when we talk about all the time is how far can you see with this thing? What, you know, are you going to be able to shoot, uh, that big buck off the County road from a thousand yards away at night, Jason, <laughs> from experience, can you do it? <laughs> oh, my just gosh. Every, every, is that not every a, is that game not a transition and a, and a lead in. in for you? I mean, I just set that up on a platter for you, and you I, you melted because you're like, Man. oh, gosh, how do I answer this without, you know, having yeah. the green pants? Mr. Green Pants come and visit Mr. me. Yeah, Mr. Green Jeans down here. Golly. <laughs> yeah, green, green Jeans is going to be calling. Uh, I, yeah, let me say I have no experience with that. But Yeah, I have no idea. That's no, the right answer. I know. Um, so let's talk about this. Everybody wants to know, what can you see? How far can you identify, uh, with a $4,500 optic? And I'm going to say, you know, at least 50 yards. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> it's, uh, I, before I, I, I'm known for giving long, 
explanations no. before I give answers. I'm going to do it again here because I was talking to a guy on the phone earlier today, customer, um, and he had used a scope that was a, a friend of his, and he was thinking about buying it. And he asked me, he said, how far do you think you can positively ID with this scope? And we were talking about hogs and coyotes. And I said, man, you know, about 200 yards. I thought that was realistic and conservative. And he said, well, my buddy shot a coyote at 300 yards with it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, man, I mean, great if he can do it, you know. And so we talked a little bit more. And, you know, it was kind of a special circumstance. You know, the guy knew what was out there and watched it for a very long time and whatever. So uh, I always like to say our numbers are conservative, but they're realistic and they're safe numbers. I mean, I have guys all the time, they throw out way longer distances that they ID and they shoot at. And I'm not saying that they're not telling the truth. It may be, but uh, we're trying to give what we feel are our safe distances mm -hmm. because you you make a mistake, you miss ID, and you think it's a coyote and it's a, it's a deer, or you think it's a, a coyote and it's a, you know, a baby calf out there or something you could get in uh, a lot of trouble whether it's with mr green jeans or with the farmer you know so and jason uh, ain't paying for nobody's dead calf i can tell you negative that. ghost rider <laughs> so that's exactly right so with that said we just we try to give numbers that we think are very realistic um, right. but but conservative so with this scope uh you know you got a two and a half power the 640 high resolution good image quality uh, i'm going to say you know, conservatively, 450, 500 yards. I think that's very reasonable. I think there's some conditions that, you know, if it's wet and raining and nasty, that might get brought down 100 yards. I think mm -hmm. in some conditions where it's a fabulous, beautiful night and, you know, you know the terrain and you know what's out there and you know how animals move and you've got some thermal mm -hmm. experience, maybe further than that. But I, I think, you know, 500 yards, 450, 500 yeah. for, for a pretty average user on a normal night. I think that's pretty darn reasonable. And again, this does make the assumption that you've got some hunting experience and you know, you know, the difference in what animals are going to look like, but, but that's, that's my two cents. What do you think? Am I over, under, in between? So I talked to a guy named Jimmy today from Louisiana and he said, you know, in a very, uh, a, a pretty strong Cajun accent. He, Please he, do not try to mimic it. He didn't have to tell me he was from Louisiana. Super guy, listens to our show a lot. Um, really good guy. Uh, but uh, he was, uh, no, you know what? He he might have been from Louisiana, but he was from down where he, of where you are. He had a, a, a 936 area code, so it was around your area. But he yeah, had a strong Cajun yeah. accent, but you're right there by the border anyway. So. Yeah. Um, but he said, uh, Hans, he said, you're, you're very, you're more liberal with your, uh, ID ranges and Jason has to dial you back in and get more conservative. <laughs> That's true. So he said, and I was like, when you were saying, I was thinking about me, but, uh, but he is right. I'm a little bit more, I can fly off the handle sometimes with these ID ranges, but 500 yards conservatively, uh, you know, I, I think there are longer ranges that are definitely doable depending. There's some of y'all that are hunting, uh, you know, cold, crisp nights, it's uh, mm -hmm. zero humidity. I mean, in some of these uh, situations where they're hunting, uh, where snow's covering the ground completely, and, you know, you got a, a warm coyote running across, you know, a snow-driven field mm -hmm. at 800 yards, and, you know, they're IDing with stuff that you shouldn't be able to ID that far with just because of the conditions. Right. But, yeah, safely, conservatively, 500 yards. Um 
if Jason wasn't here, I'd say 700 yards easy. But <laughs> no Jason's way. here. And he, yeah, I, I would much rather back. undersell and then, you know, yeah. uh, so uh, we're going to go with 500. Over deliver. Exactly. I, it's funny because, like, I was talking to, you know, about the guy that I mentioned today that, you know, that he was getting way further ranges than, or that they felt like than what we were saying. Um, I talked to a guy uh, last week that his ranges that, I mean, he, he owned a scope. And had buddies that had other scopes, and the ranges that he was quoting that he felt like he could see were a good 30%, 40% less than what I was like. First, I thought his scope was defective. He was like, well, my old scope does this, whatever. And I was like, man, something's wrong with it. He's like, well, I used this one of my buddies, and I could only see 200, and I didn't. And I was thinking, man, you should have been able to see 400. So everybody's yeah. different, and that's fine. There's nothing, you know, nothing to be ashamed of there. You don't ever uh, – we're talking about – um, Different eyesight comes into play too. I mean, that has yeah, no, no question. And and I just tell people, we're talking about at night putting your finger on the trigger and sending one down range. Okay, we're not talking about you know uh, playing horseshoes or washers. You know, you're off a little bit and it's okay. Close doesn't count. You got to know. So I'm trying yeah. to be realistic and conservative because we don't want somebody you know making any kind of you know huge mistake and and you know either you definitely don't want to be or something you definitely don't want to be shooting and people ask all the time you know how far can you effectively shoot and i say i tell them i mean i shoot scopes that cost two thousand dollars all the way up to ten thousand dollars and i don't feel comfortable shooting over 200 yards with any of them really to tell you the exactly. truth i'm you got it. Well, and we're making videos and creating content and all that stuff. You want to get as close as possible, but man, it's not to me. It's, it does no good to shoot that far away. Now y'all out there that are working with their scopes, you know, when I say working with their scopes, that means they're using their thermal scopes to make money off fur business in coyote season. I can understand taking a 200, 250 yard shot. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, the vast majority of this stuff, we talk about ID ranges, your effective shooting range is probably going to be like half of what the ID yeah, range is Yeah, absolutely. Be. Two, 250, whatever. No, no, yeah. no question about it. Yeah. No question. Well, look, let's get into talking about this scope. I, I think, you know, this is a fantastic addition to the AGM Rattler line. This is now the, what, fourth scope in the Rattler line. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, everyone is just, they're great scopes. They're very well built. Uh, again, you've already done the walk around very well designed. And, uh, you know, I don't think I can say enough good things about just the simplicity of this unit. It's got a very good image quality for the money. It's a very fairly priced unit. I mean, again, we're talking about, we, we, I'm going to harp on this, but we've broke out of this, you know, five dollars $6,000 range. We're in this sub $5,000, and this scope definitely holds its own with the competition. Um, again, easy to use, all the features that most people are looking for, whether that's video recording, streaming, uh, again, the American defense mount. I think the overall package on this scope is great. Uh, one thing that I think is important, I get asked this all the time from guys, uh, especially guys that are, you know, the like us, Hans, the over 40 crowd. You know, I mean, we like to think Watch of ourselves mouth. as, as, as <laughs> young bucks, but we're getting older. And so uh, a lot of guys that are, you know, our age, a little bit older, 
get concerned like, hey, how easy or how hard is this thing going to be able to use, to zero in the menus, the buttons, the functions? Man, it is not hard. Mm, and I just, I really like it. The, the menu, I'll tell you this, when you get into it, it's got a bunch of little symbols and you're not going to know what all that stuff means. They got a manual, a paper mm. manual in the box. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of manufacturers don't do that anymore. This is really nice. You can go down through there. You read them. I'm going to tell you the truth. About three quarters of them, you don't care about, and you're never going <laughs> to use it. It doesn't right. matter. Right. You're going to change your brightness, your contrast. You're going to change your crosshairs. You know, you're going to zero this thing, and then you're going to go hunting. And so yeah. I think overall, uh, you know, good scope for the money, good features, uh, nice image quality, ease of use is, is, you know, probably a, I hate to say anything's a 10 out of 10, but I mean, it's a nine out of 10 anyway. It's, it's excellent. Man, look at you. Well, man, well, I how know. How do I follow up a nine out of 10? So yeah, definitely lights. Um, the, the likes are going to be, first of all, the price, you know, this is a, um, what, around 4,500, uh, you know, for a, for a 640 resolution scope. So a lot of people are thinking, well, it's, quite a bit less expensive than some of the other 640 scopes that we've talked about in the past on the market. What did they skimp out on? So let's talk about that. It's got a three-year warranty, which is standard in the industry, very standard uh, for a thermal scope manufacturer. There are some out there that have a higher manu uh, warranty, but but still they didn't skimp out on the warranty. Uh, the design of it, uh, very similar to a lot of, uh, you know, some of the other uh, models of scopes that have come out in the past. So you know, I don't think that they skimped out on, on the design or the layout or, or any of the form factor of it. It comes with an American defense manufacturing mount, so they didn't skip out on the mount. Picture quality is good. So uh, it's not, you know, something that you're going to look at and be like, oh, that doesn't look like 640. It definitely, um, it, you know, when you look through it, you definitely tell it's a 640 scope. It performs well. Um, you know, the side-in process for this one and the TS-35, I mean – I probably was able to sight this thing in uh, probably just as good as I've sighted in a scope of any manufacturer type in a long time. I mean, I'm talking about putting four rounds in a, you know, inch and a half by inch and a half inch, uh, you know, piece of tinfoil and there being hardly much daylight in between the rounds. So, you know, at 50 yards, uh, the, it stays true. It shoots good, shoots clean. And I mean, it's, it is, you know, one of the least, you know, least expensive 640 thermal scopes on the market besides the, uh, you know, that 3995 uh, TS35. But they didn't skimp out. There's nothing here that I really skimped out on other than the fact that if you want to talk about, well, it doesn't have rechargeable batteries like some of the others do. Um, yeah, if you want to say where did they skimp out on, maybe it's it doesn't have rechargeable batteries. But that's about it. Well, I can't disagree with any of that. I think that, um, you know, the 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 things I like on this scope are, are huge. Um, I was sitting here when we first started thinking, you know, we always try to, to pick these scopes apart. It's something that we try to do is like, what do we not like? There's no perfect scope. What would I change? And I've been sitting here like, you know, what would I change? Well, I mean, obviously I can always think of things. I would like it to have twice the image quality for the same price. I'd like it, to have, you know, whatever I would like it to have, you know, rechargeable batteries, whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. but, but again, for the dollars, for what it is, mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of complaints. I think that there's a few minor things. If, if I'm going to get really nitpicky, I would like to see, um, a few more reticle options. 
um, you know, it's got what five, I think, which yeah. is fine. I'll be, I'll, look, I'm gonna just tell you the truth. I've never used a thermal scope that didn't have a reticle that I liked. I mean, it was just, it's like, just pick one. I'm the black plain Jane guy. All I want, all I need is just a normal, you know, cross mm -hmm. T crosshairs, whatever. It's all mm -hmm. I need. And, but you know, I know a lot of guys really get into that. We had a phone call today, a guy asking about a certain scope and, you know, wanted to know what all the reticles were really important to him. So yeah. I would like to see a few more reticle options uh, again, not for me, but just for, for some guys, um, you can change the colors. You've got red, a green, black, and white. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like the green. I don't know. I mean, I know some guys have, yeah. have said they'd like to see a few more color options. We're getting nitpicky here. I mean, we well, really just were like, we're, yeah. we're talking about a, a, a really a, a fancy truck and saying, well, I guess it could have this feature and it could have that. But um, I, I don't really have um, a lot of negatives. I'll tell you, there's one thing. Hang on. There's one thing I really do think that when you get into this price range, a scope ought to have a little better control of, and that's the image. I want, um, I, I don't have to be able to control this like your TV. I don't know if you've ever done this with a new TV, like a, you know, these, these new high-end TVs. You go in there into the menu, you can change like 50 things. I don't know what any of them do, and I screw it mm -hmm. up, and I just got to go back to like the factory default. Right. I don't want to do that. But, you know, you can change the brightness. You can change yeah. the contrast. Um, I just sometimes feel like those increments that I'm jumping in there are, are a little big. So it's like, yeah. whoa, that's too much. Whoa, that's too little. And so I normally find myself somewhere in the middle. And I would like to have a little more control over the image. Um, and I'm not talking about color palettes, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about the adjustment of the image. There's, there's two... I think they call them, I think AGM calls them like scene selections, I think mm -hmm. is what they call it. Just, it's, I don't know how to describe this other yeah, than saying it. Yeah, go ahead. There's two, yeah, there's two, you know, jungle mode and recognition mode are, I guess, the, the two different, people ask about that a lot. Really, I think those are just presets or what they are, um, you know, a brightness and contrast preset. Um, you, you know, you're going to get, choose one of those and you're going to adjust it anyway. So those really don't matter. Another thing that people all, ought to know and should know um, that I have found out recently. Uh, you can use these and hook these up to your MacBook now, and it does work uh, uh, in the past. I don't know what they changed on it, but the, the Rattlers before, it didn't seem like it would be recognized by a MacBook, but now you plug it in. I've plugged in this one and the TS35 640, and, the, and I was able to recognize it. So they are now working on the MacBooks. Um, also, uh, if you notice the videos, all the reticles, on all the videos you see look black and white. Um, so a lot of people call up and say, is that the only option you have is a black and white reticle? No, yeah, and the, it's a plain are, little, little bit yeah. small, so you know, it, they do have color and, and more than likely those guys have chosen a color, but the color does not show up on the videos. So all the videos you're going to see on the internet are just a plain black and white reticle, but it does have color. It just doesn't show up on the video. The same is true with the picture in picture. Yep. So, um, if for some yep, reason that right. doesn't, doesn't show up on the video as well, but it does have that, you know, the only dislike, um, I I'll, didn't I'll mention picture and picture, by the way, that, that is yeah, another, yeah, yeah. you know, feature I, that I didn't get that on the spec. So good catch. You're, you don't, you're suspended from doing specs next time. Uh, <laughs> Please. Is uh, that a promise? Yeah. Is that a so, threat or a promise? Yeah, <laughs> both, both. So now the only dislike I have the, the, when you're looking through the optic, uh, the, the target 
animal or the whatever you got this thing pointed at, whether it be a hog or a coyote or a cow or Jason, I don't know, is very sharp. <laughs> the The edges are very sharp. Um, you can see a lot of detail. I mean, I've put up some videos in, in my review video, the TS-35. You'll see some hog videos, and it's like you can see which way the hairs land. I will say, though, the background is a little soft. So if you're looking at trees in the background, uh, not seeing a, a whole heck of a lot of definition in the background. But um, that means, though, that the target animals are showing up very sharp and crisp and it looks really good. Um, it's just the the background's a little soft. So, uh, but that's about it. Uh, you know, it's definitely not anything that I would, you know, because of that uh, write-off not buying this optic, especially for all that yeah. you get, all the features uh, and the uh, impressive price. Uh, it definitely, it, it's, a, it's a good buy. Yeah, it's a good value for the dollar. And I just tell you, you know, it, it, the two and a half power base mag with the 640 high resolution. I think this is the kind of optic that, you, you know, a, a coyote hunter, um, if he's going to be keeping those ranges mm -hmm. in there inside that, you know, again, two, 250 yard range, I think it's definitely doable for that. You're going to be able to zoom up one time, go to five power, uh, and still have a very good image quality. Mm -hmm. You know, every time you zoom up with your digital zoom, you're going to lose half your image quality because you lose right. half your resolution. But you're still right. going to have a good image quality at, at five power and still be able to go to 10 and have a usable mm -hmm. image. So I yep. do think a coyote hunter that's, that's hunting in the somewhat, I would say, closer ranges. I mean, what Hans and I would consider, you know, normal ranges. But again, we understand some guys, big, wide open country, are going to have to do a lot of reaching out. If you know you're going to be shooting all the time, over two, 250 yards. I don't know. This is the perfect scope for you. I think I'd look for something with a higher base mag. I do think if you're a hog hunter, I think this could be a very good scope. Um, mm -hmm. I, I like it. I think if, you know, if you're spotting and stalking and you're doing everything at 30 yards, now you probably need to go with that, you know, rattler, TS-35-640, which is the mm -hmm. two-power, a little wider field of view. You'll probably appreciate that more. But if you're doing any kind of hunting, uh, you know, a, I'd say I'm throwing these numbers out, you know, much over 40 yards, 30, 40 yards, you know, and, and keeping it from there to 200, I think this is mm -hmm. an excellent scope for mm -hmm. it. I think um, a lot of... Southern hog hunters would like this scope. I think hog hunters that, you know, maybe do a little coyote hunting on the side would be really good for them as well. I just think the caveat that I would give is if if you're the, the Midwest or the Northwest, you know, coyote hunter that's out on these big giant fields taking super long ranges, probably look to something with a little more magnification on the base mag uh, in a 640 uh, if that's what you're going for. But, but otherwise, I mean, I, I think, again— Hog or coyote hunters could could utilize this scope well. Yep. So with that being said, if you're interested in purchasing this or any other night vision thermal optic, give us a call again, 877-350-1818. OutdoorLegacyGear.com is the website. Uh, you can contact us directly and talk about this, compare other scopes. We've got a few minutes left. Jason, tell everybody why your daughter uh, should replace me as the, uh, the hunter and uh, optic tester well, because she's much better you, hunting than I am. She's a much better if, hunter than I am. If, uh, yeah, trust me, if I could get her, uh, to be able to talk to customers on the phone all day, oh, I'd already be replaced. sales ability, you'd be yeah. gone. Cause she'd work uh, yeah, a yeah. lot 
lot she, cheaper than she, you at 12 years she old. She would so. work for uh, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner just for food <laughs> exactly. and maybe not having to go out and feed animals. So exactly. Well, listen, off. folks, if you didn't catch it, last week's show, which was what, 183, episode 183. number 183, uh, we talked about digital optics uh, mm. for uh, deer hunting, and we talked about you know the use of thermal. So I'm going to tell this quick story. So, and we literally, this is exactly what we talked about last week and it played out opening weekend of, you know, rifle season here in Texas. So my daughter's been hunting, uh, deer hunting for, uh, three full years. She hunted for a full year that she didn't shoot anything at all, but she's mm-hmm. had three years of, of killing yeah. a lot of does. She's got a yeah. lot of hogs I and mean, we do all kinds of other hunting, but anyway, uh, we've been trying to get her on a buck for a couple of years and just, you know, waiting for a good one. We've had some old bucks and some cold mm-hmm. bucks and things that just never could make it happen. Just, we never had that opportunity, uh, some close calls. Well, I said this year, we got to make it happen. And I widened the range of what I was willing to let her shoot. I didn't want to spoil the kid with too big of a deer on her first deer, but she has put in the dues. She wants to go to the stand when I don't want to go to the stand. She never complains. And so I'm like, this kid's earned it. You know, she spent Mm -hmm. three years out there. So, uh, Saturday, uh, morning we went out and, uh, we saw a lot of deer hunting the stand till about 1115 and we weren't hunting does, but we were ready to go to the house, ready to eat lunch. A doe walked out and we need to kill some on our place a bunch. And I was like, hey, it's this perfect opportunity. We're fixing to go to the house, shoot this doe. So she was shooting uh, the Sightmark Wraith 4K Max. She shot a lot of deer with that last year. She shot this doe, uh, dropped her. You know, she ran about 20 yards. All right, done deal. So uh, that evening we went back out, you know, nothing. Sunday morning, uh, nothing. Went to church, came home. We went and got in the stand now. Here's where the, the story starts. So this is exactly what I was talking about last week's episode. We're sitting there and we're we're actually in a box blind and this time we're in our pasture. Okay, we're hunting out here uh, in kind of a you know a area that that's uh, we can see about probably five acres that's surrounded by you know got a creek on one side. It's kind of a little finger, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking down there with a thermal monocular and. You know, I just scan and I just pick it up and I look out there and I can tell you with a hundred percent if there's a deer anywhere out there. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, across our barbed wire fence in the woods, we own the, the woods there, there behind a bunch of limbs, I can see a deer. So I pull out my binoculars. It's about 50 yards away. I start looking. I cannot find this deer with the binoculars, but mm-hmm. I can see him with a the thermal. And I go back and forth. Back when he's in the thermal, I can see it. And he's a big deer. I'm like, it's got to be a buck. Mm-hmm. I finally find him. And there's like some tree limbs hanging down in front of me, you know, between me and him. Finally can see him. And all I can see is his big body. And I can see some horns. And he's back there eating. And I can tell he's a good buck. And so the long and short of it is we could say watched barely watched that buck for over 20 minutes back there we Mm. would have never in a million years known that deer was there without that thermal monocular just letting us know i mean there he is Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. because of that 
were a hundred percent prepared. She's got the rifle up, you know, she's got it out the window. She's just got it in a resting position waiting on him. And I kept telling her, I had the closer to dark it gets, he's eventually going to come out. We've mm-hmm. got corn out here. It's what he's waiting on. And sure enough, he came out, you know, got closer to dark. Uh, she still had plenty of good light, which was good. He yeah. walked over there, made a circle around the corn, went right up there to it. You know, uh, hop the hot wire to keep the cows out, stood there broadside <laughs> like a statue. And, yeah. uh, she drilled him and made a great shot. He never made it out of the pasture. He ran down there about 40 yards and, and fell over. Uh, really good buck. I'll have Hans, you know, post a picture here so you yeah. can see it. But uh, a great deer, obviously a very uh, a proud father. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, folks, again, consider these digital optics for hunting optics. As we mentioned last week, you know, I'm old school. Uh, I still like to use a daytime, you know, glass scope for, for deer hunting. It's the way I I grew up, but especially kids, they love these digital scopes. Uh, it's something they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You can record the hunt. Uh, I haven't gone back and watched. She said she hit the record button on it. Uh, I haven't even (laughs) looked at it. We were, we were out late, you know, exactly. When we were out late getting this deer and, and uh, butchering him and everything last night. But anyway, you know, Again, thermal optics, digital optics, they have mm-hmm. a place for deer hunting. Now, check your your state restrictions. I know there's some states yeah. that don't let people use thermal even for spotting. I was talking to a mm-hmm. guy today, and he said, man, my, our, our state, he said, you cannot use them deer hunting spot. And then I was like, that is yeah. crazy. But So check yeah. your restrictions. But anyway, very, very proud uh, father moment. And uh, it was it was a good hunt, a hunt that I know that, that you know we'll both remember a very long time. So she's shot a doe and a buck already this season. Uh, I ain't shot nothing. Uh, <laughs> and she shot her, – her buck is bigger than anything I've shot. So congratulations, Dixie Lee. She is uh, – man, she is a stud hunter. There's no doubt she about is. it. She is. Uh, she's out uh, hunting me now, that's for she, sure. <laughs> she loves it, and and we love it too. She's uh, She's doing it right. Well, folks, we appreciate y'all watching this show with AGM Review. Again, Rattler TS50 640. Uh, We've got those at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. If you have questions about this scope or anything else, you can always call uh, Hans or I. Again, 877-350-1818. And we look forward to talking to you. We hope that we will see y'all again here next week on the show. Do not forget, we have got a ton of best of series scopes coming we've got another review or two so stick around we've got an exciting cram-packed rest of the year hey we do we do so check it out um you can find all of our past episodes on the late night vision show.com you can find me on youtube at hans etx uh, you can also find me on instagram same thing h-a-n-s-e-t-x and you can find outdoor legacy on youtube on instagram on facebook uh, I think I've thrown everything else out there. Give us a call if you're interested in purchasing anything or talking about anything. But thank you all. We'll see you all next Thursday for episode 185. We don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be awesome. Trust us. Uh, but until then, <laughs> <laughs> stay safe in the fields and keep making the bacon pancakes, y'all.